How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. This is your host, Thomas Penland, coming to y'all from Johns Creek, Georgia. Got a pretty good show for y'all today. I've got a lot of different things I'm going to talk about. It's just me on here once again. I was hoping I could get Cohen on here, but fortunately, he's got to do his other podcast, so he couldn't really come on here and talk with me, but I got my picks for y'all and a lot of other stuff. I'm currently 8-0 straight up, 6-2 against the spread, so lots of good stuff coming for y'all. Y'all are going to like him. I think we're going to win a lot of good money this weekend. Both are max plays, so bet accordingly. Um, follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. I've been hammering these NBA bets home. Also, follow me on Instagram at TP3 underscore NBA underscore bets. Uh, I hit my NBA play bet of the uh, year last night. It was the Suns plus eight. I know a lot of y'all were doubting me. Everybody's blowing up my phone. Dude, are you sure, man? Lowry's in. I was like, bro, they've covered the last 10 times they played each other. We'll be fine, guys. What happened? The Suns almost won the game. It came down to the late game heroics of Pascal Siakam, who y'all heard me talk about many times, a guy I'm really high on. So, Good stuff there, but we're going to get this money this weekend, so let me break right into it, guys. And, you know, before I get into um, my thoughts on these games and what I think is going to go down, just got to say this. I mean, we've got two of the best all-time quarterbacks going up, going up this weekend. we got Drew Brees for the Saints, and for the Chiefs, we got Patrick Mahomes. And you know what would be crazy, guys? If we saw a quarterback like Jared Goff or Patrick Mahomes beat a guy like Drew Brees or Tom Brady, I think I did. I, I might have just said Brady or Mahomes was an all-time great. I meant to say Brady and Brees, but we could see Mahomes or we could see um, Jared Goff potentially beat one of these guys in back-to-back weeks. But guys, I'm here to tell you all that might not be the case. You know, I mean, that'd be just be the craziest story ever. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes sits out all of last year behind Alex Smith. He comes in this year. He wins the NFL MVP, throws for over 5,000 yards. He throws for 50 touchdowns. Well, I've got Kansas City minus three in this game. And y'all might say, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there, Thomas. Slow down. Well, nah, guys, let's speed up. Let me hit the, let me hit the gas a little bit. All gas, no breaks. Um, I honestly love the Chiefs in this game. And my reason being, guys, is the Patriots are horrible this year on the road. They have not been very good. Now, I've been back and forth all week long. It took a lot for me to finally decide on these picks, but I saw some good stats, listened to a lot of reasoning, and I really, really like Kansas City. Um, it's going to warm up a little bit. I know Patrick Mahomes, worst 4-5 QBR, passer rating, all that stupid stuff, has been in the cold. It's going to warm up a little bit. It's not going to be as cold as people think it is. It'll probably be a nice day. I mean, not a nice day, but it'll be a good day under the lights. I know I saw that video of the Chiefs fans counting Colin Coward, or clowning Colin Coward. I can't talk today for some reason on Twitter about how he said that the cold weather is going to silence the Chiefs fans. Well, guys, I don't think this will be the case. I mean, you live in freaking Kansas City. You know it's going to be cold there. But <coughs> Brady is 9-0 this season at home. On the road, he's 3-5. and They average 33.8 points per game at home, 21.6 on the road. They allow 24 points per game as opposed to 17.9 on the road. I mean, they took some bad, 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 bad losses this season. I mean, they lost to the Lions. They lost to the Dolphins. You can just keep going down the list at the Jaguars, at the Titans. I mean, none of those are good road losses. I mean, the Dolphins one was kind of BS. Also at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh's not a bad one, but I mean, the Dolphins one was kind of BS. I really think that's going to play a big factor. Arrowhead's one of those hostile environments in football. We can't say, oh, it's Brady and Belichick in the playoffs. I mean, guys, this is one of the most hostile environments in football. 
I really, really like Patrick Mahomes here. I mean, they took the foot off the gas after the first half. They absolutely dominated, dominated, dominated Indianapolis in the first half of that game. It wasn't even close, guys. Indianapolis couldn't do anything. I I was pissed off. I bet on Indianapolis in that game. About five minutes into the game, I was like, wow, I am screwed. I mean, this is not looking good at all, guys. Andrew Luck and them had no business. He couldn't even get passes off back. They didn't have a first down to the last drive of the first half. It's a game they completely dominated. Damian Williams ran the ball. I think he'll be able to do that again on the Patriots. This is the most least talented Patriots team I've seen. I mean, Edelman's their top playmaker. James White had 14 catches last week. I mean, I think the linebackers won't be there. I like I like James White to cover that, uh, whatever his catch line. I don't know what his player prop will be. I don't know if they're out yet or not. I think he will cover that, but I really do think they're going to bear down here. They're going to stop the Patriots. They're going to force them to run the ball with Michelle. They will run the ball a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be 31-23 here for the for Kansas City. I think Andy Reid finally gets over the hump. I really think Andy Reid can win the Super Bowl. As of right now, the Chiefs are my favorite to win the Super Bowl as well. Uh, I really, I just think it's gonna be a good story. I mean, Eric Berry's back. I don't know how much he's gonna mean in this game, but I mean, I think you're always better when you have guys like Eric Berry out there on the field. Kansas City is the better pass rush to me. They have the better playmakers. I mean, Tyreek Hill might be the most dynamic, fastest player in the league. They got good running backs. I mean, they have absolutely everything here, and that's exactly what you want to see. So, give me Kansas City in this game. I'll eat the points. I think Kansas City wins 31-23. It's gonna be a good game, guys. But at the end of the day, I think Kansas City's elite pass rush. I mean, guys, this defense played a lot better last week. I mean, this is probably their best outing they've had all season. They're going to build off that. I think they figured a lot of things out in that bye week. I mean, at the beginning of the year, they were good on third downs. It's going to be key to get them off the field on third downs. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. It's going to be a good game, but I think they cover the three points. I'll probably take them straight up though on the money line. Really good odds on that. So I'll probably end up taking that, but I'll eat the points here in this situation. The second game, guys, is going to be a great one as well. I really can't wait to watch this game either. I mean, like I said, it'd be crazy to see Jared Goff come out here and get the win. And I'm, you know what, screw it. I'm going to say it. I think the Rams win this game outright. I mean, the Rams are plus three and a half in this game. I absolutely love that line, plus three and a half. That's over a field goal. I think this game comes down to a field goal in the end. Will Lutz had a bad kick. The Rams finally got everybody healthy. Like I said, I know I kind of doubted them last week against Dallas. I did take them to end up winning the game outright. I said Dallas would make it close, though. Benjamin Watson has been ruled out. Kirkwood's out. I mean, they don't really have a secondary wide receiver. Sheldon Rankins is done completely. The the Saints, the Saints offense has dropped off the last couple weeks, guys. This Saints offense has not been what it used to be. I mean, rankings is going to be huge for them stuffing the run because this defense has been what they've relied on. I mean, if you look at the offense, they had a good outing against Pittsburgh. That was at home, but I mean, they scored 12 points against the Panthers, 28 against the Bucks. kind of a little BS. They got shut down against the Cowboys. They did score 31-48 against Falcons-Eagles, but ever since those two games, they really haven't looked the same. They did not look the same either against the Eagles in that playoff game. I mean, the Eagles did a great job getting pass rush, getting there. I mean, the Rams have a great pass rush, and the D-line really stepped up. The Rams looks like a completely different team that last. It looks like the Rams team that we saw the first couple weeks. It looks like they got back to it. I think the Rams will bully them up front running the ball. The one thing I don't like is... I can't remember the name of the head referee in this game, but I've seen that the Rams are 0-8 lifetime with him calling the games and that the penalty yards is not even close. So, I mean, I could see them doing something like that. I know I said earlier in the week I think this game could be a blowout. I think this game will be the exact opposite of that. I think the Rams will give them everything they want more. I think they're going to bully them up front with their lines. Like Justin and I say, football is won and lost in the trenches. I think they're going to go for all of it in the trenches here and just bully them in the trenches. I could really, 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 really see the Rams 
bullying them here, getting a lot of points on the board. I mean, this is going to be a fun game to watch, guys. I think this game will be neck and neck. It's going to come down to a field goal at the end, like I said. I mean, a field goal at the end, who knows what can happen. So, at the end of the day, I've got to take the points here. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the Rams have the better offensive players. I think C.J. Anderson is the X factor here. If they can get him going, running the ball, I think he can power it up and down the field on them. I mean, he ran the ball over him. Like I said, he prays to God and blesses him for giving him another chance in this league. I think we'll see him doing more of that this week. I think Todd Gurley, I don't know how healthy he is, but I think he'll be a factor in this game. I mean, the fact you can throw in two running backs just like the Saints can will be huge. I mean, defending Michael Thomas is going to be hard, but I actually like Tlaib here to back up his talk a little bit. I mean, not Tlaib, Peters to back up his talk here, but also they've been a much better team with Aqib Tlaib in there as well. This defense has played a lot better with Aqib Tlaib in there. Aqib Tlaib is healthy. I mean, they're averaging, they're giving up 30.8 points per game with it, without him, 17.8 with him, so there's some good stats for you there. I really like the fact that they have him back in here with Aqib Tlaib. Um, I just think in general that they can get back to what they used to be. I mean, the Rams defense allowed points all season long. They were able to outscore people. They finally figured out their problems on offense. Their problems are never defense. The defense is the same it was all season long. I mean, the Rams defense, even when I was doing all my podcasts, I would go through and I'd look at their defensive stats and stuff. But at the end of the day, guys, the Rams defense has gotten much, much better now. So I think the Rams defense here can stuff them and they can pull this game off. I mean... It's going to be, it's tough for me guys to pick against the two most legendary quarterbacks. I mean, the Patriots, Bill Belichick and them have been there. They've done it before. It's not going to be any easy work here to beat them, but at the end of the day, I think both these dogs can get it done. I like eating. I'm going to take the points for the Rams. I'm going to eat them with the Chiefs here. I mean, I just feel like, guys, the Patriots, they can't keep doing it over and over and over again. Also, the, Tom Brady is like 3-8 and eight lifetime and road AFC championship games. I mean, the fact that he's even played in 11 in them is absurd. So I like that fact, too. I mean, I really just feel like Marcus Peters, guys, is going to be able to play up this. I think the Rams have the chip on their shoulder here after getting embarrassed. It is a lot harder to beat teams the second time around. Both these teams beat the other team the first time. We're going to look for the teams with the chip on their shoulder that are being overlooked. I mean, not everybody's overlooking them, but I feel like a lot of people are trying to overlook them. Obviously, I mean, you can't say the Chiefs are being overlooked since they're the under, since they're the favorite, but at the same time, it feels like they're the underdog, even though they are the favorite here in this situation. So I'm excited, guys, for these games this weekend. I mean, this is going to be a fun conference championship. I would love to see the upset happen in both these. Alright guys, so my uh, recording device that I or my app that I use on my computer crashed midway, but getting back to what I was saying, I would love to see both these teams win. Y'all know I'm a huge, as a Falcons fan, I'm a huge Patriots and Saints hater, so you know, love to see both of them DL in this game coming up here this weekend. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Like I said, I'm extremely excited. Let's get this paper, guys. I'm trying to continue this run I'm on right now. 8-0 straight up. 6-2 uh, and two against the spread. So we're trying to go 8-2 and two against the spread and 10-0 and straight up. It'd be a nice little thing to get here. Once again, my picks are Rams plus 3.5, Chiefs minus 3. I got the Chiefs and Rams winning outright playing each other in the Super Bowl. And that'll be a fun high-scoring game to watch. It'll be the rematch of last time. Like I said, the team in the rematch doesn't do as well the second time, but I might be picking with Patty Mahomes again if that's the case. But we'll visit that when we get there to that happening. I mean, before I move on here, guys, do a little other stuff. I just want to say one more time, I mean, it'd be crazy to see both these teams go out here with the Patriots and the Saints. I mean, the fact that we've had two of the all-time greats dominating football the way they have, obviously the Patriots not being as dominant as usual, but still at the same time, the Patriots doing what they're used to doing. That's just winning game after game after game like they always have. So, It'd be weird to me to see that. I also think both these teams kind of played their better football at the beginning and middle parts of the season. So that'll be interesting to see, but I'm excited to see these. Another big football topic I got to talk about here, guys, is Kyler Murray choosing to play football over baseball. It was kind of funny, actually. Um, I was talking to some of my buddies 
or that I know that play for the A's, and they were like, yeah, Kyler's for sure gone, man. So I don't think he's going to play baseball. He probably won't ever play baseball, but I'm personally not a big fan. I mean, don't get me wrong. You make more money when you first go into the NFL on your first contract, but I mean, if you're drafted ninth overall in baseball, why would you not bet on yourself to be the top, to be there and make it all the way in the MLB? You know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna get drafted that high and you're gonna go to the MLB, I mean, even if you don't go to the MLB, if you're drafted that high, how do you not bet on yourself to make it? I mean, if you're Kyler, you gotta be like, man, the fact that I was picked ninth, that means I was the ninth best guy out of all these guys. If I'm the ninth best guy and can't make it to the league, I mean, that says something right there. So, I think Kyler Murray's gonna be able to make it. I think he will make it in baseball, but he's not going to he's going to go try it out in football I think he can hang though in football um obviously not as much money you can make a lot more money in baseball the reverse argument could be you can be a bigger star in in football than you can in baseball but at the same time I mean if you look at the biggest stars like Aaron Judge for example he will carry that kind of name and he'll be that kind of star in if he were to play baseball over football because I mean he already won a Heisman Trophy every single person knows who he is he's been the talk of the town many 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 times so I don't see why anything wouldn't be different for Kyler, but hey, man, I can't go against you here, Kyler. You're doing what you love. I'm all about doing what you love. I mean, you got to do what you're passionate about, what you want to do. He clearly likes football more than baseball. I stand by him 100% for doing it, even though I may not agree with it. I stand by him and support him here in this situation. So I like what you're doing here, Kyler. Go live it out. Go have fun. I really hope that Kyler makes it. I mean, he's one of those dynamic guys, fun to watch. I also think, though, the way the NFL kind of new rules are, that he has a better chance of making it. My thing is he might just be too short. But, I mean, if he keeps running the ball smartly, he's so quick and so fast. My thing is when he goes side to side, he's just as fast as he is when he's running in a straight line. That's a big thing. When you watch Kyler Murray run with, those, with his with his short legs, the way he moves so quick in and out and stuff, it's, it's crazy to watch. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. But i got a couple other football th- topics here to talk about. My next one is the Antonio Brown drama. And personally, I think Antonio Brown's being a little pre-Madonna. He's being an idiot. I mean, I don't know why you're doing this, A.B. You know, you never used to be like this. I've seen multiple people say that Antonio Brown never acted like this in the past. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're one of the top receivers in the league. Obviously, he's a little upset that Juju's stealing his thunder. But why you got to do this, A.B.? I mean, you have probably your best situation. Why would you rather go to the 49ers? The 49ers with Jimmy G are more of like a in-between passing team rather than Big Ben's good at extending plays and getting the ball to you down the field. I mean, I don't think San Francisco's his best fit, which is where he seems to want to go. I don't think that makes sense. Also, Kyle Shanahan won't really let you get away with the kind of stuff that Tomlin does. Tomlin's a lot looser than Shanahan is. Shanahan's not, I mean, they're just two completely different guys. Shanahan's kind of uptight my way or the highway. Tomlin will work with you and kind of let you do your thing. So I don't really understand it from that point either. But if I'm a B man, I'm staying put. I'm not... I just feel like him in Pittsburgh is such a good thing. I love watching him there in Pittsburgh. I really hate the fact that he wants to get out of there and that he's got to be like this because I, I just like I'm a, I'm a big Steelers guy. I think they are always a fun team to watch. I like Mike Tomlin. I like Big Ben. Big Ben's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I just really hate that he had to go out and do this. So it's going to be weird here, guys, seeing, if, seeing him play in a different jersey. I think you have to trade him and get rid of him at this point. He's pretty much done everything to get out the window. He canceled that press conference with James Harrison. He was going to have that was smart by him. His agent advised him not to do that. But I really just think that Antonio Brown should have kind of, I just feel like he should have stuck with what he was doing, you know, he was succeeding in Pittsburgh, yeah, he didn't have the year he did, yeah, him and Juju were splitting, but at the end of the day, you have a guy taking away defense from you and stuff, I think he was in his best situation to succeed in Pittsburgh, I don't know a lot of teams that are going to want him at this point, he's going to have to go to a team and work his ass off to prove everybody wrong, which he will do, I mean, he's from Central Michigan, he's like, I think a fifth round pick, so I mean, Antonio Brown's done it before, and he'll do it once again, I don't have a doubt in that, but I just feel like you're leaving the perfect situation here it's foolish in my opinion for what that Antonio Brown's doing here 
Uh, my next topic that I want to talk about is um, so let's, let's, let's you know I talked LeBron and Kyrie on my other on the Association podcast day with Cohen. Y'all should tune in and listen to that one, but. I want to go ahead and talk about it again. Why not? So LeBron and Kyrie, I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge story coming out of the out of the NBA right now. I really, really like this story because I mean, I know I said if there was one thing I would change in sports, it was Harden and Paul separate or Chris Paul getting hurt. But at the same time, it also changed Kyrie Irving wanting out of Cleveland. Look, to me, I could do the same comparison on the other podcast. LeBron is like, he's like that overplayed song. For example, Bad and Bougie, when it came out back in August of that year, when it came out, I think it was 2016. No, yeah, 2016 when it came out, it was my favorite song. Then kind of died down. Then we get around to like November and I start hearing it again. And I was like, whoa, yeah, this song was fire. I was like, dang, I can't believe everybody's like, this song's catching on now. It's been out for a while. And you're like, all right, I can listen to it again. Then about January, you're like, all right, can we turn the song on yet? Everybody just wants to hear it over and over. It's kind of like LeBron. Like you're like, yeah, like I love you, LeBron, but like, at some point, you're tired of hearing about him. You know what I mean? So I feel like I don't really want to focus in and talk on LeBron as much. But like, I mean, I don't want him to be like my favorite, favorite player. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I love LeBron. I mean, LeBron's the reason why basketball is my favorite sport. So I'll say this. I really hated the fact Kyrie left him. I always like watching LeBron play. I always keep up with LeBron no matter what, even though he's not my favorite player. I mean, he's the reason, like I just said, my basketball is my favorite sport. But it just sucked watching him separate. I love watching LeBron get that triple double, and you have Kyrie hit that big time shot. You'd watch him put somebody in a in the spin cycle. I mean, nobody has better handles in the league than Kyrie. Nobody has better finishing below the rim than probably Kyrie and Lou Williams. I mean, Kyrie is probably the best layup package in the league. Everything's fun watching him do it. I think he's just one of the most all around fun guys to watch play basketball, and he has so much fun doing it. And I used to love watching him score forty, hit the big shot, do everything with him and LeBron. So kind of sucks that they had to separate from each other, but I love the fact that Kyrie called him up and asked him for help because, I mean, this Celtics team's having a lot of problems, and if there's anybody who can lead a team, it's LeBron, and he acknowledged all that in the interview and everything. He said, like, Braun was the leader. I had to give him a call, and, I mean, the first thing LeBron said was, whoa, 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 slow down, Kyrie. Like, chill out. I like how he acknowledged that he was the young, foolish guy, and he should have stuck with LeBron. I just thought it was a great thing for basketball, great thing for sports. I love seeing it happen, and I just love everything about Kyrie Irving and LeBron getting this relationship back together. Do I think Kyrie's going to LA? No, I don't. I think he still wants to lead his own team, which I don't have a problem with, but I think he's taking the right direction in being able to lead his own team in the right steps that he needs. I mean, LeBron didn't win a championship until I think his ninth year in the league, so Kyrie's still got a lot of time where he can do it, but he's making the right move right now by asking LeBron for help. I mean, like they always say, the best person's brain to pick is somebody who's done it before. LeBron's one of those guys who's done it before. Kyrie's genius for going out there and picking his brain and doing it, so I really like the move by you, Kyrie. Congrats to you, my man. Um, I want to toot James Harden's horn a little bit. I know I always do. I got to gas my guy up a little bit one more time. Um, Harden just had back-to-back 57, 58-point games. Obviously, they lost the second one in the Nets. That was absurd. That was one of my picks or uh, locks, actually, was Nets. It's a max play plus six, which ended up covering. Spencer Dinwiddie had a Tracy McGrady-ass game. He scored 33 in the game and had eight points entering the fourth quarter. And those threes he was hitting were just crazy. But James Harden scored every single one of those points unassisted. Every single one of those points unassisted. 115 points in two games unassisted. I mean, the guy is a freak. Nobody can get their own shot like he can. Nobody can shoot that three-pointer off the dribble. He's hit more three-pointers off the dribble than most of the players in the league have hit three-pointers in general. He leads the league in threes by a landslide. Who knows? He might even be able to break Curry's record, and that's almost none of them being unassisted. James Harden is the ultimate offensive weapon. He's like... 
He's like having an Iron Man suit almost on offense. Like he's like that. He's like that weapon that he, he's like the nuclear weapon on offense. Like one man army in Call of Duty. I mean, there's nothing like him and how he can do on offense. I mean, he's leading a team of has-beens that nobody wants to winning games, and I think he's going to keep on doing it. Watch for him to absolutely piece up the Lakers again tomorrow. Lake Show played well though the other night. I mean, the Thunder is struggling. Um, before I let y'all go, I'll talk about the Thunder here for a quick second. And Russell Westbrook's the problem right now. He's shooting his worst percentage from the field. He's shooting his worst percentage from the three. I mean, Russell Westbrook's shooting stats have all gone down. And look, do I think Russell Westbrook's bad or do I think that his career is ending? No, I don't. I think his problem was that he was injured. He had those surgeries and he wasn't able to get in sync and ready to go with the team. I think those are legitimately what his problems are. I think Russell Westbrook will be back and be fine. But also... I don't even think he lost an explosive step. My dad told me, he was like, look, he had knee surgery. Like, he might lose a little explosiveness. I don't even think it's that. I just feel like his game just looks out of sync. You know, it's kind of like Paul George was last year. But I think Russell Westbrook next season will be back and better. I mean, I still think he can turn it around this year. He's still got some time to find himself. But in the NBA, it's kind of getting the point in the season now where it's almost February. We're like... The season's over pretty much, like second, first, second week of April. I mean, end of March, like beginning at like mid-February, beginning of March, you have to know what kind of team you are and find your identity. If you can't find your identity, then you're kind of screwed. I mean, I felt like Philadelphia finally found their identity. You got a huge road win against a Pacers team that's on fire that's currently third in the Eastern Conference. So this point in time, I think it's time to put up or shut up, make your run to the top. I mean, in the NBA, it's time to figure out what your identity is next week. On my second podcast, I'm going to do buy or sell with a lot of these teams. It'll give us a little more time to figure everybody out. DeMarcus Cousins is back tonight. That's going to be fun to watch. It'll be interesting to see how easily he can integrate into the league. A couple other big things, Dennis Smith Jr. on the trading block for the Mavs. I don't think there's a good trade out there for him, but at the same time, I think it might be the right move by the Mavs. They can't afford to rebuild. They gave their assets up to the Hawks. Look, I know I said the Mavs are quick to jump rebuilds, but I think they're actually smarter to jump this one. Donkic just cleared the player of the future. They got DeAndre Jordan, Harrison Barnes, some other guys they can get rid of West Matthews take on a max contract give somebody somebody who can take who can eat up a lot of cap space for him and it's you know like they can evenly exchange cap space and have somebody's got one year left on their deal or that they could even buy out in this situation so the Mavs are in a good spot. I just don't really know what the market is, what they could get. I don't, I personally, I, me and Cohen went through it for 30 minutes, so I'm not going to go through every single team, but I don't think there's a good trade out there for him. But at the same time, I mean, Atlanta has your first round pick. So, I mean, you can't really afford to miss the playoffs and rebuild. There's no first round pick for you. So the Mavs have to do something with him and something with him quick. So it's going to be weird to see what they do there, but I'll cap everything off right there. Once again, guys, follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. Follow me on Instagram, TP3 underscore NBA underscore bets. Got all of my max plays, all my big plays out there for y'all. Everything and won my NBA game of the year once again yesterday with the Suns. Very, very, very hype about that. But we'll call it quits for today. It's been a pleasure once again to do another podcast. I appreciate all y'all that are tuning in. Our numbers just keep going up and up and up. I really like appreciate y'all. Like y'all have no idea what it means to me that y'all listen to me this much and y'all really care this much about what I have to say and my opinions on sports. I appreciate every single one of y'all. I can't do it without you guys. I can't thank y'all enough. Shout me out. Tweet at me. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me you agree with my takes. Let me hear everything. Love you guys. I'll see you guys again soon.